Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnuttings with you on a Wednesday. Walnut, thank you so much for being here for another episode of Walnut Wednesday. I just want to um, give you a little bit of warning um, now before I start that this episode might be very triggering. Um, I'm going to go into a little bit of a really tough topic. So if you do need to turn this off for any reason, um, please do uh, and come back to it later when you can. Or if you don't want to at all, that's fine too. I just wanted to say that at the very beginning. Um, It's popped up for a reason for me. I've been feeling it float around really heavily lately. Um, To discuss the elephant I have in every room, every single time someone asks me what Walnut Wednesday actually is. Um, If you're listening to this, I can guarantee that you either know someone or know of someone who has taken their own life. And that's what I need to talk about today. So again, trigger warning, please feel free to turn it off if you need to. Um, Please feel free to talk with me if you need to, or talk to someone. Um, And if you need resources for anything to do with the nature of this, um, get in touch with me or somebody you know and trust. Um, I want to tell a little bit of my story because I am a survivor of being left behind. Um, Recently, uh, a girl I went to school with when I was about, I think maybe 14 or 15, um, she popped up in a conversation and I I wouldn't say we were friends, but we had a class together. We both liked each other. It was our first or second year of high school, I can't quite remember, Um, but she committed suicide. And that was my first ever experience. It made me feel so strange that the happy, funny girl who was so silly in drama class with me, we're just silly bananas, that she was just gone one day. And I remember there was an option for for students you could go sit in the hall or somewhere in the library or something if you wanted to if you felt like uncomfortable and I remember I wanted to but I thought I'd be judged if I did because we weren't we didn't hang out outside school we just talked in one class and yeah so I actually someone made like a memorial video um with like a couple of her pictures and a song and stuff. And I I swear I watched that over and over, just trying to get my head around it. And I just didn't understand. Um, Yeah, it was just, I just kept watching it. I couldn't stop. And I felt, I felt something, which, um, yeah, let let me know if you kind of resonate with this. But it, it wasn't something that you talked about much back then. It was all, it wasn't very open. So it was something that I guess I held in a little bit as well um if we fast forward into my 20s I felt invincible (laughs) I felt like on top of the world with things I felt like it didn't matter 
I felt confident. I felt all these things. But we had a friend, and it's it's not my right to tell his story, but what I can tell you is that he was the most awkward, funny, sorry, most genuine person I have ever met. And to this day, he's... He's the only person who's ever actually asked me how I am and truly, genuinely waited for me to respond with an answer. And for whatever his reasons were, um, he took his own life. We were on that day, we went out looking for him and I'll never forget that moment that I felt it. I felt fear. And... Later, we got the call to stop looking, and it all went a little bit autopilot. And again, that weird feeling, he was just gone. And the funny thing with grief, and I found particularly with friends and grief, I feel like it's such a different thing to family, um, or like, you know, a, a route like, yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, friends and grief is that somehow it like lifted a veil of seeing people differently. And I guess that's what death and things do. That you, you see people in this different way. And that's something I never actually noticed until he died. And I think maybe people might have even had the same with me and saw me different as well. It's just interesting what it brings up. Um it started such a dark time for our pack. There was there was a hole and there was nothing anyone could do or say and we all felt it. We all had the tiny guilt. We all had the hope or the wish that we could have done something. And we felt, I'm going to call it the big black wolf. We drank a lot, we started drinking heaps, but I never felt drunk. Um, we all started to say that we loved each other more, um, you know, when we were leaving for something, you know, even the lads. Um, sorry. <laughs> the first time I was able to feel drunk after excessive drinking <laughs> and often, um, was the time I noticed a different friend's veil lift. And it was the friend who had become my person, um, not just throughout carrying the big black wolf. I mean, we all did that together. But he had become my person on a level that was more than friendship, um, not quite family, but if you... You'll know if what I mean if you have a person as well. And not my Geordie, like a person who I who who got all the things, who got both of my not both, but who got all of my worlds, all the different parts. Um, and again, this is my story and it's not my right to tell you his. But when that veil lifted for this friend of mine, something was different. And at the time I thought it was just the whole. That, that we were all having, that we were all there in. And he had always said that he knew our friend was going to do it and he knew that he carried that big black wolf alone and he was carrying 
that wolf by himself as well. Um, And it wasn't far into the darkness that him and I, we talked that same talk. Unknowing, and it was all in hindsight, but the darkness and in the hole, we talked so much. And it was almost like he was telling me what he knew that he knew. I don't know, this isn't making much sense, but then on another morning, um, I got the call and I made some calls. Geordie and I drove, we didn't talk. And it was a different darkness. It was just blank because he was gone too. And I think that if you looked into my eyes back then, you'd have seen nothing behind them. I just moved, but I didn't even know I was moving. All you want is the world to stop so you can catch up, but you just never do. It was just shock. It was bleak. I didn't understand And we all carried that big black wolf once more in the space of four months. I honestly don't remember 2013 at all, really. (laughs) The year that followed was a state of bad choices, bad thoughts, and so much wallowing. There were good times in between, though. I mean, it wasn't the blackest of abysses but it wasn't great I mean I I I didn't let my whole life go down the toilet I finished university I always paid my rent we always had food we weren't starving but it was more it was more than just being in a hole it was more than just darkness it was just like sleet it was just like I only saw what was right in front of me it was just one step it was just another day another mundane another emotionally day of trudging through shit (laughs) that's how I can describe it and I don't know when I woke up but I had a moment where um this wasn't how I should live anymore I I had anxiety I had um IBS problems I had I had this innate feeling I had to look after everybody and if you're and you know human design that's my five I just felt like I had to help everyone with their black wolves I had to help them carry um so I went back to counseling but the weird part was I was in such a state of shock I didn't think I was going for myself I thought I was going for help on how I could help the rest of the pack of my pack of my friends how I could help them how I could get tips to make it better for everyone else but I know now that you can't really save anyone um, unless unless they want to be saved that whole you know you can lead a horse to water thing Um, but in those counseling sessions I talked about the veils I talked about how things were so different Uh, relationships were so flipped and everything was just warped I'm I'm not really sure about how the rest of my waking up story went, but I know where it got me to, and here I am now. Uh, And I'm glad I did go to counselling, if not for everybody, but for myself. Uh, I think it helped me become more emotionally aware. 
um, not just in a grief sense, but just in a social people sense as well. Um, but here I am. I'm here now. I've lived. I'm living. I've kissed and cuddled all my babies, all the nieces and nephews that have been born since 2012. I've got by. But I still have the big black wolf that I carry, as I'm sure many, many of us do. And maybe, maybe I, maybe we are going to carry it forever. But what I do know is this. I've survived, and to some degree, I'm still surviving, being left behind. And what I want of Walnut Wednesday is if just one person hears how safe it is to be brave, that they feel courage within themselves to do the same. So if there may come a time when they need to be saved, they can look inward and remember courage and save themselves. Because we can't save everyone. And we talk so much about it being okay to ask for help. These powerful movements. I, I love all these um, I am and all. I can't, sorry, I can't think of them right now. But they're so beautiful and amazing. Gumboot Friday. All those amazing, amazing movements. But sometimes asking for help is the hardest, hardest thing. And sometimes even offering help is the hardest thing. And so what I think we need to do is look at it differently. What I think we can do is be brave as much as we can as individuals. We can showcase walnutting. We can showcase courage. We can showcase bravery. We can showcase calling ourselves out and being honest. Saying no. Asking for the pen. Wearing a crop top. Doing the things that scare us a little bit but won't kill us. We need to go deeper than just the surface so that as a collective we know we can and we do. We don't just survive, we own ourselves, we own our stories and we don't carry big black wolves alone anymore. I never want anyone to feel how I imagine my friends did in their last moments. And I truly believe that in small steps... Learning to love myself and feel invincible again will help someone do the same. And that is the core, the very deep, hidden, painful core of All No Wednesday. I'm sorry, I keep crying. But that is my elephant. And I thought it was important to finally address it. So here we are.